Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly nothing too crazy. Yeah. But also, like, maybe I'm just down. No one asked me to, like, pee on them or anything crazy like that. But I also wasn't with any single person long enough for them to be like, and I have a diaper fetish. Like, it was, we were never gonna get to the point where they would tell me something deep and dark. I will say that one of the people that I slept with did this weird thing where he was, like, smushing my face around. And at one point, he, he was he was Asian, and he did, he pulled my eyes back, and I was like, this just, I didn't do it, but the sensation of my eyes being pulled back into that, and then looking at him, I was like, I feel like I did something terrible. <laughs> like, it was, and that was like a very weird, like, he thought it was really forced funny. forced into a hate crime. Yeah, he thought it was really funny, yeah. but I was like, so uncomfortable. Yeah. So uncomfortable. I mean, I definitely had... Was that during sex or just... No, it was half, you know, when you're just like kind of cuddling yeah. after. But he was like mushing my face around and like pulling my cheeks out. And he was a doctor and he's oh, been a I've, surgeon. Yeah. yeah. I've so heard it was about like, that. do you just like touching and like manipulating skin? Like, this is just, it, it's weird. Oh, man. I, I just thought about, I don't know if it's the shroom gummy I took last night that's still, but Working? I was just like, doctors must have a very weird perception of humans. Oh, yeah. We talked about, I like, mean, like, as a surgeon, just looking at a person and being like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. seeing all the cuts of yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, must be so weird. Yeah, and like I'm someone who is really awkward and when I'm awkward I make a lot of jokes so I tend to like be an idiot when I'm sleeping with someone. If, mm. When I was having a lot of sex I, and I wasn't like nervous it was fine but coming back after COVID I've definitely been more awkward but in in that case the the doctor that I slept with who was so hot he was hot in a doctor and he liked me but I was like, this dude's too weird. I can't. I could have been set for life yeah. with a hot doctor. Yeah. He, he, because he was like very into funny women and we were like having the best time just like laughing and now joking. I'm curious how weird. Well, he did the face thing, yeah. which was weird. He also. But, I mean, if, if I was dating a surgeon and they were hot, you know. Yeah. Like, well, he, he tried that. to get the, the big deal breaker yeah. for me was that he tried to like get me to sleep with him. By like being like, I'm so sad, and I was like, "This is there's nothing grosser than yeah. a man trying to manipulate me in this way. Like manipulate me with something more cool. <laughs> Don't manipulate me by pretending to be pathetic. You're yeah. a hot doctor. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Like get your life together." But he also lived with his mom, oh, which is fine. That's right. Yeah, I like that. I don't care so much about, but. He also wanted me to, like, hide my shoes when I came over. You know? Like, your mom's not living with you. You're living with your mom. Like, I'm, I'll am i sleep with someone who lives with their mom. Like, the economy's rough. You know, we're in late-stage capitalism. But if I have to pretend that I'm not there, like, we are in high school, I can't. I Like, I was, like, a 29-year-old. No, I was 28 years old. Like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... I'm past my days of pretending that I'm not sleeping with someone <laughs> in their parents' house. Right? Like, that's... <laughs> That is long. That actually never happened to me. But yeah, it just no, too weird. But that like, never happened to me either. 
I thought he was lying about being a doctor. He didn't tell me at first. He told me that he was a student. And I since have talked to a doctor who was like, it's actually very common for doctors to not say that they're a doctor. Or on, just so that online, just they're like not. To, so that they're not having someone chase them for being a doctor. Yeah. So he didn't. And then he just kind of casually mentioned it. And he'd been, he was really funny and we were joking. Uh, like through the entire day, like we had so much fun. I wish that he wasn't a weirdo because we would have like we were just. It was such a fun day, Mister Doctor. If you're listening right now, yeah, I'm just can don't keep down some of the weirdness. Yeah, you could have put the mom in the retirement home. Yeah, well, he also just like he really wanted to date like because his mom cooked, so he knew that I cooked, so that was like I think a thing. Because like I went to culinary school, I'm a very good cook. I love cooking for people. Uh, but there was like a lot of things that we were very compatible. Oh Oh. yeah. I thought he was lying about being a doctor. And then we went to a brewery and he bumped into another doctor friend and they just talked about hospital things in front of me for like 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm a stupid person. I, I'm, I should not be here. Like I'm not hot enough to be the stupid wife of a doctor. It was just, I like, it just wasn't, I was, I was not. It was weird. The whole thing was weird for me. Also, he diagnosed a what I thought was a bruise on my leg. Oh, yeah. You told me about because it. Because he, he pointed it out, and I was like, yeah, it's a bruise. And he's like, that's not a bruise. And I was like, don't tell me. I, like, I just don't want my medical ailments to become... Like, I try to... I'm disabled, so I try to ignore when my body does weird things. I, I would rather be in denial. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I, I can't. I can't, and I won't, and I didn't. So, <laughs> so you said you changed your approach. Yeah, yeah. So post COVID, I could no longer be a horny monster because I couldn't a horny monster. Yeah, I was like the hornet on Bumble. Yeah, yeah. I was like the the murder hornet that was just eating all the bumblebees. And the only way to kill the hornet was for all the bees to surround you and vibrate at the right frequency and cook you. Is that how? Yeah. Oh wow. That's how bees kill. The more you know. That's cool. And I didn't it's know a that. Fitting, you know. So a uh, gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the bukkake was the only thing that was gonna ruin, <laughs> make me stop. No, it was a global pandemic. Okay. That that made me stop killed a lot of or got a lot of bees back on the market. Yeah. So what happened was I couldn't just meet someone after twenty minutes, and I yeah. realized very quickly that if I have to date someone I like. I have to I have to like someone and want to talk to them online for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if I have to date someone I like, I don't know how to do this anymore. And I had to like do some deep soul searching to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And and like I just didn't date during the entire pandemic because it was just too scary. And then scary in terms of COVID. A little bit, but it was also scary in terms of like I wasn't as afraid of catching COVID as I was of catching a life partner. Oh, because a lot of people got in a relationship during COVID. But also because I'd have to, like, get to know someone and like them enough to risk COVID. And, yeah, it was just weird. And it was, like, harder to prioritize who you would go out with. And, like, to contrast it, before February of 2020, I would talk to someone for 20 minutes and then meet them in a bar and usually sleep with them right after. Mm. Like, I couldn't do that anymore. You couldn't even go to a bar. Bars were closed. (laughs) Was not an option. That's why I stayed in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I wasn't. Yeah. So I just wasn't fucking the entire pandemic. Right. And then I slept with a comic right after. Uh, <laughs> the bit. And the tail end of the pandemic, I slept with a comic a couple of times. It was weird and didn't want to do it. 
uh, we so we didn't um continue but i mostly just and every time i was weird like eh, we just didn't have any chemistry was the main the main thing and also i was like i respect your comedy so much but not you as much (laughs) as a person like it was just like there's he's not a bad person by any means and he's not gonna hear this because there's no way he'll listen to this podcast yeah um but yeah it was just like I, how do I want to say this? Um, we didn't have any chemistry. So yeah. like the sex was already going to be weird mm. and I didn't want to hang out with him as much. Like we talked a lot about like politics and stuff and we had that in common, but it was like, if the sex isn't good, let's just be friends. Right. right? Like I don't need to tolerate the things about you. I don't like if we're just friends and I don't like this one thing about you, we can be friends. But the moment we're crossing that boundary, the sex better be good. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that, and then basically every time I've opened Bumble, I've been like, this is a horror show and I hate it. And then I just, on a, I was talking to my best friend, Jenny, who's also a comic. Shout out to Jenny. I love you. You're the best. Um, she's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> she's not. That was my whole thought. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she... Uh, she was like, I think I'm going to try not to sleep with people. You should get her on this podcast. She would be fascinating, mm. by the way. Um, she's like, I think I'm going to try not to sleep with anyone this summer. And I was like, huh, I should try to sleep with someone this summer. And I opened Bumble and matched with a bunch of people. And there's like four conversations that I'm having right now where I'm like, I want to go on a date with you. Like, I think we'd have, there's something here. You're interesting. You're funny. You haven't yeah. been a weird pervert right off the bat. Like, the amount of dudes that I'll match with and they're like, I've got something to tell you. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're like, I'm a dom. And I'm like, yeah, you just want to, that's gross. It's not gross to be a dom, but like, no, like I know enough about the kink community to know that like a dom isn't going to just like lead with that. Right. It's, there's like a lot about kink that you have to have like a certain amount of trust. And like, there's anybody who's actually involved in that community is not going to be Three, like off the bat. three messages in, like, I want to tie you up. That's gross. Mm-hmm. So it's been going really well. But I'm also extremely broke right now. So I'm like, I'm going to have to pick one because financially I cannot afford to go drinking with all four of them. Pick one. Do you have to be drinking on a date? No. No, I cannot. But it's, if somebody wants to drink, then it's like, it, I would never stay sober if we're, if you, if they're drinking. Mm. I, like, I like going for beers with people and talking. You know, it's a fun way to, like, meet a new person and, you know, have a conversation and, like, hear another person's point of view. And that's more fun three beers in. But, I'll, like, I'll have a coffee with someone if they're sober or, like, over a walk yeah. with someone if they're sober. Would you date someone who's sober? Yeah, oh, totally. It, as long as they're chill with me drinking. Yeah. Because um, I also just like being wasted and having sex. Like, I, <laughs> I love it. I, like, because the thing is, I don't black out. Yeah. I pass out. Right. So my brain's fully working up until the point where I'm just like, snooze time. (laughs) You know, when I fall asleep with my contacts in and wake up with eyelashes stuck to my pillow instead of my face, that's, that's not what happened. But if I've like had like four or five beers, I'm just feeling like loose. Then yeah, I I do like having, so, which is weird post me too, because dudes are very, as they should be weird about that. Yeah. Um, I think that it's actually a very good move when you don't know someone very well to not sleep with them when they seem wasted. But like once there's implied consent, I think it's, or like, you know, someone and you know them to be, if you know someone well enough to know what they look like when they're uncomfortable and 
what they're like when they're too sloppy, then mm. I think having sex drunk is a great time. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like... Uh, you don't drink, yeah. I don't drink at all, so I've... Like, some of my exes would like to drink, mm-hmm. and they would be very horny when they're drunk. Yeah, yeah, And that's... I'm like, I... I sure, I guess. Yeah. Like, but it's still, I don't... It's not so much about the them being drunk, but just the, the alcohol on their breath, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a dark, dark pit of pain. So... I'm just like, I don't want to, if someone's under, which is hard. I don't think anyone can be in control with alcohol. It's just, it's, right. it's like we're allowing people to have, and I, I think it's great that we give people the choice to move drugs. I think all the, it'd be cool if cocaine was in the store. I don't care. <laughs> um, but it, it's a drug. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, here's a drug. Be responsible. Yeah. Like, that's just a little crazy in my mind. Yeah. Because sure. not everyone's responsible. But I think if someone's not consistently getting wasted, like yeah. four drinks in, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. If I know twelve, one. twelve drinks is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If someone's just getting drunk and it's out of control, I'm, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. That wouldn't be someone who's fun to have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you don't want someone barfing on your dick, right? No. That's not. No. And also, just like. The the alcohol smell, I can see how that would get to someone who isn't also drinking. Yeah. So now you're just, you're taking it slower? I think so. Like, just as a habit out of COVID? Yeah, well, because I was sleeping with so many people, I was having a lot of bad sex, and I feel like I was caught in a negative feedback loop, hmm. where I was having bad sex, and then okay with having bad sex, and then having more bad sex, and it just, it was like... It's because of my particular trauma, it's really hard for me to, like, get into it and feel good about myself. And, like, Mm. it definitely happens. And when I was having a lot of sex, I was more confident and I felt hot. Like, I have to feel hot to be having a good time. Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable. But I think that's normal. Yeah. Um, But especially just, like, you know, having the person you've been with for seven years, even if I didn't believe him, be like, I don't want to sleep with you because you're gross. That's like even even if I I knew that I could have been hot and he wouldn't have like I could have I could be like a ten and he still wouldn't have wanted right it so it's like I know logically that it's not true but I just it leaves a scar and yeah I mean it's it. it's not an easy thing it's a hard right. thing to get over and I'm not gonna be able to get over it until I date someone I think mm. or have like a respectful nice friends with benefits situation going on <laughs> which hasn't happen yet not no not really i mean i'd be down for it i just like i need to sleep with the same person for a little bit Mm. and before i was like three people three times max before i was like i gotta get out of here so oh yeah oh yeah that's how bad it was oh okay so even if i was having a good time i like the person i was like i can't because at three dates it was either that i like you enough that i might be like i might like like you or three dates in, I've seen something in you. That Sorry. I yeah. Like, like, I know, I, I said yeah. that mostly to be funny. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that I'm, I might actually have feelings for you. And I had, at the time, associated having feelings with someone as, like, being manipulated. Mm. So you would freak out. So I would, I would panic. Or three dates in, I'd be like, oh, you're actually bad and bad. Or, like, you're kind of shitty to servers. Like, it's something would... One of the two things. Three dates mm. in, I was either into them or not into them. And it was just... Oh, I just remembered the weirdest thing. Because you asked me what was the yeah. weirdest thing someone did. I just remembered what it was. What, what I'm pretty it? sure I took a guy's virginity and he just was not honest about it. Oh. Yeah. I mean, 
it's really common for dudes not to be able to get it up on a first date and like I'm very chill. Also, this is a joke that I've done three times and I keep forgetting to bring it back, but like, so it's gonna sound like I'm falling into a bit. But I, women who freak out because some guy can't get it up, like, you're losing an opportunity here. This is a man begging for a second chance, you know what I mean? Like, he'll go down on you forever. <laughs> right? Like, just don't, and also, like, I've listened to enough Savage Love podcasts to know that, like, if I'm shitty to this dude, I might make them have a complex. Right. Like, I think that it's good for the other person if I'm chill about it. Right. Because... A lot of guys I know get in like this, uh, get a negative feedback loop with sex where they can't immediately get an erection and then they panic because the time they did that before, the woman was shitty about it. And it's just like, now you can't because you're in your own head. And then it just reinforces of yeah. not Which getting an erection. The same thing for me, like not being able to get into it. Hmm. It's the exact same situation. Like, right. I have a hard time like being on the receiving end of getting eaten out. Like it's it's hard for me because I'm used to like, the, the memory I have of, like, my ex-boyfriend appearing before and being like, oh. you gained weight. It's just, like, I can't... Just, like, no. emerging from the the blankets to say something shitty. I, like, that's... That's in my brain. If I'm not, like, super into it yeah. in the moment, like, I'm just, like, bracing for something shitty to happen. Which is fucked. Like, that's yeah. probably the heart. Like, of all the trauma, that's definitely the, like, the one that gets me. So I just need to sleep with someone for a little bit and like trust them enough and that that is what I know that I need to do in order to be a better person and now mm. it's just like I've got to find that person and just sleep with them for three months and it's fine if it ends after that but just getting a yeah yeah just want to get just back get, on my feet <laughs> yeah you know I got yeah. thrown off the horse gotta get right back on yeah. <laughs> like I get folksy when I'm awkward I I think no, I'm not gonna say it. Um, what you don't? No, it's not related to that. I was just thinking in terms of like uh, relationships in general for myself. Because mm-hmm. what happened with the last one, it was basically like I've been seeing multiple people, and then I met this girl, and it was just crazy, mm-hmm. uh, awesome in every aspect. And I was like, well, I don't want anything else. <clears throat> She basically invited me over over Tinder. She's like, I'm watching a show, and I'm like, invite me. And she's like, okay, come over. And that was it. Um, and then there are times after where I had set up dates with someone else, mm-hmm. with multiple people. Cause, You're also trying to fill a calendar? Yeah. Uh, that was literally when I started doing stand-up. We're the same, and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and uh, I canceled those. Oh, Oh. But I feel like if I didn't cancel those and just went for the motions, it wouldn't have happened because it would yeah. it would have diluted that excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm doing now where I'm like, I'm not letting anyone build that excitement to a certain point right. where I'm like, I got to dilute it. I got to yeah, because yeah. I'm not ready right. uh, for a relationship, I think. Why are you not ready? Now, now oh. I'm interviewing you. I think... I, growing up, I didn't have a lot of control over circumstances Mm -hmm. or people being in and out of my life right? or what they were doing while they were in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel that growing up and getting to the point where I was my own person, I was very, still am very particular and controlling about people in my life, my Mm -hmm. environment, how I do things. In the couple of relationships I was in, I found that I had tendencies of being right. controlling, right. and I don't like I don't like it when I am. Like yeah, I would yeah. just over time just get angry for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it's not so much the case now. Like I, I recognize when that emerges and when that happens and I kind of control that impulse, I suppose. I, I still think like there's, there's things I need to work on. Right. Before. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. extremely healthy. Cause I think I, I like, I know those impulses are, are, are there mm-hmm. and when I'm single, like I can. I'm dealing with it. Like I know where it's coming from. I know why. And I know kind of how to cope with it. Yeah. But when I get into a relationship, especially with someone that ticks off the boxes on my traumas, I just get lost in it. Yeah. And I, I, I forget who I am, what I do, yeah. and it's all, yeah, it's just a mess. So That's sort of the same thing, yeah. too, where I'm like, because I, I grew up with, um, my mom's a crazy person, and that's totally separate, but her first husband was extremely controlling mm. to, like, every aspect of my life. Like, I wasn't allowed to, allowed to move around the house at a certain speed. Oh, my God. I was only allowed to walk in the house, and if I moved faster than walking, I would be in trouble, and it was bad like you just like i had a bad 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 childhood so i'm if someone tries to have any sort of ownership over me i'm immediately like out of there which is my ex was sneaky about it Mm. because he just he sort of just isolated me to the point where he didn't have to be he, he didn't have to be like don't hang out with this person right he managed to find a way to like use my insecurity to make me not want to do the thing mm because if he had been like, you're not allowed to do comedy, I'd be like, fuck you, we're done. But instead he was like, well, then we're going to have sex tonight. Or, you know, like, yeah. um, I'm spending too much money because you're not cooking for me. And I don't know if we can afford to take you to the dentist. Like, that was... Fuck. Yeah, so that was... <laughs> comedy is what broke us up because those are the two big things that he would... Like, this, I he made me cook and clean for him immediately. Right. Because he was like, well, you know, I'm paying for everything. So then all of a sudden I got shoehorned into being like a stepford wife. This is like, I'm overcorrecting so much on yeah. this, but like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But I don't know, because I hear so many stories of uh, like that sort of relationship. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. So I overcorrect so much. Yeah. That it's, uh, it's sometimes weird. Like, yeah. yeah. Have you ever like, cause the, the best time to do therapy is when you're experiencing the bad behavior. Mm. Have you ever like just been like, okay, I'm, I like someone right now. I'm just going to start doing therapy and mostly deal with this. Cause that's what made being an absolute horror so successful for me. <laughs> <laughs> what being the town tramp did for me, uh, and for my ability to be a better person. I don't, oh, you're obviously very pro therapy and no you're obviously like joking about it like there's nothing wrong with no of course yeah i'm yeah. definitely i'm yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. joking i just want to like, i think it's make really sure fun. for everyone i just think it's really funny yeah. like i don't attach any moral yeah which is crazy because my mom one of my mom's redeeming qualities is that she was always so sex positive yeah and she has like she never made me feel bad about wanting to have sex like we were never like we never got in trouble for like do any like masturbating was never like she'd always be like eh, kids will be kids the only time that anyone got mad was my brother went to... <laughs> he was looking for age-appropriate porn <laughs> on the family computer oh, no. <laughs> that was like the one the one thing where they were like no <laughs> you how old was your brother he was like 13 <laughs> so good yeah age appropriate 
pornography <laughs> doesn't exist for a very good reason. Oh no. Yeah. Do you now do you think there should be a library in a school? With with porn? Porn uh, by kids for kids. <laughs> Oh um, no. So yeah, family computer when they yeah. found out they were like, you cannot Yeah. This is like it's fine if you're jerking it. We don't care about that at all. But you can't look for child pornography on the family computer. <laughs> that was the only time that it was prominent. We actually made fun of my brother so much because he one time he stole my hand lotion. Oh. But it was like well, it was body lotion, but it was like shimmer. Yeah. So we called him glitter dick for like <laughs> glitter deck for like two years poor guy yeah yeah but i mean it was like it was being a horny teenager was fine in my house um but one of the things that i do think would be good is like when we talk about sex ed now i think we should be acknowledging the existence of pornography right because like it's a problem it's it's a problem and like i think it's fine but just the fact that everyone is being geared towards like hyper uh, violent pornography and mm. like listen I've been a purveyor of I'm someone did a joke last night they made a joke about how if someone's stuck in a washing not everyone's gonna be like stuck in a washing machine and I laughed so hard and everyone because it's like that's like a porn thing yeah, right someone's yeah. like stuck in a predicament <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I laughed so hard and everyone looked at me and I'm like oh yeah I just outed myself as someone who watches a lot of porn <laughs> but I do think that we should be like telling particularly young men yeah, that porn is fake. It's the same well, yeah. Yeah. I think like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. porn was just different. Yeah. There's like a story so you could be like, mm, it's kind of like kind of real, yeah. Realish. And now you have to pay for it to get the story. Yeah. Now it's just immediately like they're getting right into it. Yeah, and that's um, you know, like I think it's important to teach young boys that if you take a job as a police a delivery man, you might have someone not have enough money to pay for the pizza. Yeah, that, that was not as funny as I was hoping. But, um, yeah, no, that means... To... Setting the right expectations. Yeah, and also, like, and I... You know, sometimes you something in your search is not something you agree with as a person. But <laughs> I've watched a landlord porn for sure. I've seen it. I, 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 I was like, maybe, let's see if I have empathy for landlords. Um, you know, the, the power to, you know, I've, I've, uh, but we need to, like, that's the other thing about yeah. porn is, like, the weird power dynamic stuff I think is not healthy. I was, I was thinking about it recently, because you have, in society, like, if you have a, a 50-year-old man have sex with a 20-year-old girl, you're like, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. In porn? Not a big deal whatsoever. Yeah, I don't like that, though. That's weird. I, I also... One of the things that I don't like about porn, and there's actually a couple of, I don't know, production companies that is, like, women making porn for other oh, women. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. And I don't... Because one of the things that about porn is that um, when it's for straight men, is like they like to avoid the fact that there's a man attached to that dick as much as humanly possible, mm-hmm. so they don't show it. And one of the things that I hate is like when I'm really into a particular video and then they pull out and the guy's gross looking and I'm just like, you ruined it for me. Because they don't, they don't cast dudes that are hot very often. And when they do, they're not hot in the kind of way that I want them to be hot. But that's besides the point. But also because they're not even there. 
for mm-hmm. most of it. Like they're it's just like the it's just like a dick. Yeah. And yeah, and that's kind of weird. So I, I think that that's also maybe not like a super good message for. It's definitely mm. not a good message for girls, but it's also like not a good message for boys. It's also like weirdly homophobic. Porn is homophobic. Well, oh, I think, not showing the man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like weirdly. There's some some of the motivation for that is that dudes don't want to like see another man. Like, fellas, is it gay to watch heterosexual porn? No, I, to me, it's like. Because I would watch porn, mm-hmm. I would, more so than not, like, I would, uh, I By would, the way, we work together on a show. Yeah, we're, yeah, we produce we're a show together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for me, it's, like, I would obviously, the first thing mm-hmm. is, like, uh, f- find, like, yeah, the girls yeah. that I like. yeah. Or, or whatever that yeah, I'm looking for that, that specific dudes. days. You can't be like, I like this guy, he's hot, and then click on the name, because it doesn't... They're not Sometimes you can. On Sometimes, certain websites, yeah. yeah, like certain big enough names, whatever. But it gets left out more yeah. often than not. But there's certain guys that I'm like, oh, I, I don't like that dude. Yeah. What's our, but so first, girl, and then it has to be like a guy in shape. Mm, okay. And then yeah. like a nice dick. This is a bit of a brag, because... I'm trying to imagine, like, I'm having sex with a girl. Right, and you don't want to... See, that's, I think, why they sometimes have, like, very average men. It's, like, you want to see yourself in it. But if I... Because I'm, like, I'm not, like, super, super heavy, but I'm, like, I'm a mid-sized woman. And if I try to look for someone who kind of looks like me, it's just nothing but BBW porn. Which is also weird, because then there's, like, a... Like, I remember watching it one time, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you're hot for a fat chick. And I was just like, this is gross. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Because the target market for this is it's dudes man that, that love and hate fat women. Yeah. Which is gross. Like, I, I do I do like seeing a woman who doesn't look like they're, like, on a strictly cocaine-based diet. Mm. Like that, I, I, do, I do like that. I want someone to look like a real person. Right. And when you do see it, it's, like, someone really, really heavy, which is fine. Yeah. But it's also... A few of my exes were strictly on a cocaine diet. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Were you also on a strictly cocaine no, diet? No, I've never done cocaine. Wow. Yeah. I, you, you give off strong cocaine. <laughs> I, like... You're probably not the first time you've heard Ten that. years ago, yeah. someone convinced me to buy a leather jacket. Yeah. I bought the leather jacket. It was, like, $300. I was, like, this is the most I've ever spent on a piece of clothing. I was, yeah. like, early 20s. Mm-hmm. I went downtown, and within the first hour, four people were, like, I-, I sell cocaine. And then two people were, like, do you have cocaine? And I'm, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I've never, never had cocaine. Yeah, I think it's because you look like you could be the hot bartender at Cactus Club. I do bartend now, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You, Thank you, you. That's the... <laughs> yeah. That's, like, one of those things that's a compliment for men, but if you say you could be the bartender at Cactus Club, it's, like, an insult for women. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I'm not going to delve into that, because it's a really funny Rachel Schaefer joke. Oh. She's got a good joke about that, but, um... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. You, you do give off a little bit of... Do you, did you ever do any drugs? Um... So you don't... Did I, you drink or were you always a non-drinker? Oh, I drank since I was 12. Right. And then I stopped when I was 21. Yeah. Uh, I dabbled in some weed growing up mm-hmm. as a teenager because one of my friends like it's got into selling it. weed. 
Was that back in yeah. like, the home country? Yeah, which was uh, insane. Yeah, like it was Did also. Did you grow up in Ukraine or Moldova? You... Moldova, right? You yeah. Told me that, yeah. The weed there was also like not good. We're smoking leaves. Yeah. Like that's how. And then when I moved here, like I was ESL, mm-hmm. and everyone in the school was like, "What the fuck are we gonna do with you? Go, <laughs> go do some sciences. Go take drama." Like yeah, with yeah. all the other weird kids. Yeah, yeah. And so when I was in drama, it was all like white stoners and yeah. then queer black cool people yeah. and I was like this is the best and yeah. so I was just smoking every now and then but it would fuck me up right my mom was also kind of she smoked my whole childhood like and weed so, no no no, no, no. Okay. cigarettes so right. when I started smoking I started at 12 as well <laughs> at 13 she caught me and she was like if you're gonna smoke just smoke yeah like with me like, oh my god that's like so if you're funny. gonna do it just do it in front of me like don't hide What's and funny? i was like all right so i would wake up and yeah. smoke on the balcony with my mom and all the kids in school were like what the fuck yeah that's insane and i was like that's so cool yeah yeah that's so funny because the other person that i know that's from eastern europe that is a comedian also had like a similar story with the smoking yeah they, they built her like a smoking room in the house well, we had a balcony and we'd yeah, just yeah. So wake was... up, have a coffee, yeah, yeah, smoke, yeah. and then I'd go to school and she'd go to yeah. work. Uh, yeah, that's, I and, mean... And then we both, like, everyone in my family quit when I was 16. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Family bonding. Yeah. I'm well, not gonna, I'm not gonna judge it because my mom took me tanning when I was a child. <laughs> uh, tanning to, like, a tanning room? Oh, okay. Yeah, to, like, a tanning, yeah. to a tanning bed, yeah. Yeah. Because we go to the beach. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it would be like a, my mom, because so I'm Portuguese and and German and uh, there's some other miscellaneous white, but primarily German and Portuguese. I get so dark in the summer. Mm. It's like Mediterranean olive skin. Um, Yeah. And then because I'm still a white person, I lose all of the color. And sometimes there's a point in the winter where I'll like look sick because I, I go from so drastically... Like, my skin tone changes so much, especially mm. when I was a kid and I was outside a lot. So my mom would be like, yeah, you look sick. Let's go tanning together. So that was, like, our thing. We would go uh, and go get a hot chocolate and then go tanning. And it's, like, looking back on that, like, I'm getting melanoma for sure. There's no way I'm not getting melanoma. I am scared. I'm going to go. I have a doctor appointment later on and I'll be like, look at all these malls. Tell me which yeah. one is going to kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am... Yeah. Um, I, that's primarily yeah. why I need to be in a relationship. That's, I need someone to notice my weird moles. I think that's why in the U.S. Mm-hmm. a lot of guys have shirtless pictures on their Tinder profile. It's so that people will find Because it's cheaper... Than going to a doctor? Than going to a doctor. That's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I quit when I was 21. And then I smoked some weed. Mm-hmm. And then in my mid-20s, I, did, uh, I started psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just taking a little bit of shrooms here and there mm-hmm. just I, i've got gummies yeah, yeah. Uh, which are portioned so i just take so a bite a little bit yeah to micro dose and see i don't know i've heard it's like i'm not i think i'm not depressed and uh, <laughs> 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 i can see you being like me i when i get depressed i am like it's so hard for me to notice because I am so on purpose in denial of my problems all the time. Right. Because I'm the same way. Like, I have to... I'm extremely shaky foundation. Yeah. Like, I am I am sand. Yeah. I am built on sand. And I'm also trying to build a house. It's not the best house. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, a falling apart Vancouver special as the house that I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's because uh, landlords live rent-free in my house all the time. Um that in my brain that's the joke um 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of similar. I so it, it's hard for me to know when I'm depressed because mm. I just don't think about my problems at all. I think about it, but I'm like, oh, I'm probably just a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. also like the I remember I talked to my uncle. Uh, it was so funny because he's still in Eastern Europe, yeah. and uh, I was like talking about how like I get angry every now and then. Yeah. Back back in the day, and how like therapy helped me deal with it, and yeah. self reflection helped me deal with it. And he's like, "No, this is just who we are." And I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and then I would talk about like what happened in the childhood every now and then. Again, nothing bad happened with yeah. my uncle as bad as people. Yeah, yeah. You know, like my uncle was both like the male figure in my life and like a older brother and yeah, yeah. a dad at the same time. Great person, but we all grew up in fucked up yeah. environments. So yeah, yeah. They did the best they could, and I told him like, "Oh, that like specific example, like that was fucked up." And he's like, "No, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> this is what everyone does." <laughs> You're being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's f- fucked up. And I'm trying to, like, <clears throat> deal with that attitude, too. Because yeah. it is back in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's the same thing, too, where it took me a really long time yeah. to recognize when... I would, like, confidently say something to a normal person, and they'd be like... <laughs> you can't see my face, people listening. But they, people, people would be like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, and that's, like... That's a big thing about you know, growing up white trash is Mm. like just, you know, part of it's generational poverty, right? Right. Like, you know, when you have intergenerational poverty, like poverty takes a toll and you take that on other people and like PTSD is is hereditary essentially because you're, you're inheriting it from your parents' trauma. So like there's so much going on. So I don't super blame, like I know why my mom's fucked. Yeah, they did their best. In this, I don't. Well, I don't think she tried that hard, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think she did her best. I think she could have done a better job. But uh, you know, I think about like my dad is someone yeah. who. But uh, when did, I say did the, his best, you when know? I said their best, I mean under the given circumstances and the given preconditions. Yeah. Because for someone to do their best, they have to kind of have the instructions from yeah. their parents well, to be able to. Yeah. Up until the point where they they're actually like. Yeah. I don't know, but you, you said your mom was how old when she had you? She was uh, she was 18 when I was born. My mom was 18, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine having a kid at 30 right now. No, I know. That's same. So, thinking what I was thinking about when I was 18 and having a child. Yeah. Like... Yeah, my mom never grew out of it. Oh, I she, see. She's still doing the yeah. same thing. She's actually worse now than she was when I was a kid. Like, it's just so much worse. Okay, well, that's um, a different story. She's, she's shitty. But, like, my, my dad... She's sh- uh, I this is why I don't do psychedelics. So I don't yeah. want to accidentally forgive my mother. Like oh. <laughs> that's the that's the reason. Um, but yeah, I think my dad didn't want to have a kid at eighteen. Yeah, because oh, my parents were the same age, which is nice. That there wasn't like a weird. Um, yeah, we have a lot in common. It's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, my my dad didn't want to have a kid. Yeah. He he got my mom got pregnant and kept it and he was like I don't want to do this and she was like you're abandoning your family and he was like we met at a gas station and had sex in the car like this is not we're not a family <laughs> I don't want to be a family with you he didn't want a kid I, and I don't blame him for not wanting a kid like I don't think men should be forced to get roped into like 
you know, like I'm pro-choice. Yeah. Right. And pro-choice extends to everyone. Everyone so should get to choose if they want to be a parent. But I'm also biased. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I. I think everyone sort of has their biases, but I I guess I'm biased by the fact that I my dad didn't want to have me and he has a kid now and he was ready to be a dad and he wants to be a dad and mm. he's like I'm glad that he got the second chance. Like we're not on speaking terms right now because he's a dick, but um, you know, I'm glad that he like I don't I think some people when they're they're their parent is shitty and then they have a the do over kid, they get really jealous and I'm not like mm. I'm happy for both of them. I don't really want... My dad and I have too many problems, I think, to repair the relationship. But I don't begrudge him for it. He didn't... My mom did it on purpose. My mom chose to have me. He didn't. So my mom also thought that she was... um, When she was in high school, there was like a... She was misdiagnosed and was told she'd never be able to have kids. So when she had me, she was like my miracle child. This is the only... Yeah. Okay. So... That's part of the reason where she was, she thought it was like a miracle baby, but they'd actually just mixed up her paperwork and she didn't have the thing they diagnosed wow. her with at all. This is like a sitcom. Yeah, this is like a, a part of it. And I think why this is, I never really talk about this with people because it, like, it's sort of like in the background and the choices she's made were not really, like, I don't, that's why she chose to have a kid in high school. She, she did it because she thought she would never be able to have a kid. So, I guess I don't really blame her for wanting to go through with it. But yeah, I, like, I don't think my dad should have been saddled with it. And he wasn't. And his parents are so involved in my life. Like his dad is like the dad that I didn't have. Like we're, I'm so close with this whole family. Like his sister came to the comedy show the other night. Like we're, we're so Very tired. nice lady. Yeah, she is. Her, her friend was a nightmare though. But yeah. um, I don't, I don't blame him for not being around he didn't, he was like, yeah, he was a teenager. I, I get it. Uh, at the time, like as a teenager, like I get that, you know, it's, it's, but I feel like as an adult, I would make better choices. Oh yeah, of course. If you, Cause your brain is fully developed. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident I would be a good parent. I just don't, if the world wasn't falling apart, I'd probably have kids. I think okay. So my my thinking is actually this is the time to have kids. Okay. Because it's right. like it's like getting an outdoor cat. You know, you get it anywhere from a day to f- yeah, yeah. fifteen years. Right. So oh, same with like shorter time commitment. Yeah. yeah okay. So same with having kids now. Right. Right. They're if gonna, the world is going to end, yeah, it's a shorter responsibility. Right. That's funny. Uh, so not how I feel though. <laughs> like, I think it would be really hard on me, and also just like. I just, like, I also lived the kind of life where, you know, if we were living in, like, a true fascist state, like, I think that I would probably have to, like, go off grid and hide. I, like, I'm I'm definitely, like, if we had a, like, if there was, like, a serious actual, because everyone's, like, the government's fascist and they kind of are, but they're not. Like, we're not, we're not in, like, 1930s Berlin. Yeah. We're, we're simply not. But if we were, I would be, I mean, they took out the communists first for a reason. And that's, you know, I wouldn't, if we get into scary, dangerous political times, like my life is going to be a nightmare and I don't want to have kids for that reason, but mostly because mm. like food insecurity and we're going to see some famines. I just don't, I don't want to have to care about something more than, yeah. I, I don't want to have to care about someone so much that watching them suffer would kill me. And 
I don't like let a lot of people into my life because of trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't really worry. There's like four people that I would truly care about in a bad situation. I don't need to add to that number. You know what I mean? We'll keep that number nice and low because the world's going to end. Yeah. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Uh, that was actually really, really cool because we haven't talked about but a few of those things. Yeah. Like I yeah. knew kind of surface level. Yeah. But well, I, you knew the joke level stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like there's some jokes that I have that like the baby in a hot car joke. Like that's that's a telling joke. But yeah, I don't ever really get into the, the nitty gritty because like, you don't want to. No one wants to hear you talk about your actual trauma on stage. As long as it's funny. Yeah, but it's not funny. Like, yeah. what what we talked about today isn't funny. Some of it is kind of... Well, some of it's kind yeah, of funny. Well, yeah. well, if you think that wasn't funny, uh, you... No, you should definitely come to our shows. Check yeah. us out. Uh, so, you're running a shit ton of shows. Oh, I run too many shows. My life's a nightmare. If you're um, in Vancouver, they can find you on your Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. Although, I'm looking for a job right now, so I have locked it down. Um, but yeah. <laughs> You can request to follow me. I'm uh, Megan.Mish.Mash. Uh, and yeah, the, I post about shows. Um, our next show is on... May 12th? May 12th, yes. May 12th, um, Off-Leash. Off-Leash Comedy, Dogwood Brewing. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the first and third Thursday, I have a show at Off the Rail Brewing. And then every Monday, there's a show at Wallflower. Yeah, it's too many shows. My life is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> there's too many things going on. Of your own creation. Yeah, no, I did it. And I I, lo- I do love every second of it, to be honest. Yeah. But it's still a lot. But yeah, no, um, come to the shows. The shows are yeah. fun. All right. It started to hail outside, oh, it looks good like. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it wasn't raining, and now I have to go out into the world. No, okay. it's, it's straight up hailing. Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>